Welcome to the Riding from the Inside Out, Empowering Our Horse Girl Selves podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I talk about how I became a horse girl as a child and why I've returned to being a horse girl as an adult. I discuss what I've learned about why many of us are horse girls, what that inexplicable heart and soul-based force is that draws us to horses like moths to a flame, how I've learned that our relationships with horses can be an opportunity for us as horse girls to empower ourselves at our deepest inner self levels, and how by doing so, we can feel more empowered in all aspects of our lives, including in our riding and our relationships with horses. In this show, I'll share personal stories of my journey to date and how I continue to practice doing this day to day in my relationship with my current horses. I'll also periodically interview other women about how they're empowering themselves as horse girls as well. So join me as we go on this journey of empowering our horse girl selves together. Welcome back to the Riding from the Inside Out podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about how to become more present for your horse in your riding or just in your interactions with them when sometimes you just barely feel like you can make it to the barn or spend time and you're kind of feeling that pressure of getting there and all the things you have on your to-do list and all of that. How do you how do you kind of get to that place with your horse where you can create that deeper connection? So let's dive into this. Um, so one of the things that I, you know, have found and a lot of people are talking about now is and are aware of and probably have many riders have been aware of is, you know, that horses pick up where you're at, right? And so one of the one of the important things to do is really understand how to be present with your horse. Um but how do you do that when you feel like you are just juggling a million things or just trying to even get time with your horse at all? So that's what we're going to be diving into today. So there are some basic things that you can do that you might have heard of before, but I'm just going to touch on them because they're important to remember, you know, things like um, letting yourself know and reminding yourself 
that this time is yours. And really becoming conscious of that, that this time is yours. Think of it as, you know, kind of you time. And that it's really helpful to just allow yourself to give yourself permission to put other things on hold for the amount of time that you're there with your horse. So there are different kind of ways of doing this. Um, You know, you could just kind of, you know, jot down some notes or um, uh, if you have a long drive, you could do an audio recording where you just use on your iPhone or whatever your phone is, just do a little recording of maybe some things that you have going on in your life that you don't want to forget about. And you just kind of create a little reminder list. And and what doing this before you meet with your horse does for you is it allows you to just kind of feel like, okay, this is covered. Um, I'm going to get back to this other stuff, but now I'm doing this for me. Now I'm doing this for me and for my horse, and I'm just going to be present. So what it kind of does is it kind of like gives you permission to say, I'm going to just put everything on pause and I know I'm going to get back to it, but you know, whatever happened in the office or whatever happened at work or school or with your partner or your friend or with your dog or your parents or, you know, your relatives or fill in the blank, um, that you are not trying to pretend like you don't have thoughts about that but you're willing to just say, this is important and I know that and I will come back to it, but not right now. And so you kind of like give yourself this time um, and permission in the amount of time you have with your horse to just let it be okay, not to focus on other things during that time so that you can be present for your horse. So that is one thing that I think can be really helpful that you can do. Um, Another thing is it kind of has to do with becoming more conscious in how you utilize your own power. And by power, I mean your energy and your focus. Um, One of the things that I've really just kind of really become aware of um, over the last year is just over and over and over again, becoming aware of how much we do, we choose to do but we don't realize we're making the choice to do certain things. So in other words, we are, um, it's like we, we are making choices by default and we don't realize. 
And it's like we have these rules um, that we've been following that, you know, we have to do this and we have to do that and we have to go there and we have to go here and we have to do all these things. And so then it's like, how do we have time to do the other things? Because we're so overwhelmed with all these things we already have going on. Um, and, And that can mean that our time with our horse falls into that camp of how do we have time for that, right? Um, Because you've got to do all this other stuff. And one of the things that I've really found um, is that there are a lot of things that we do, many of us do in the world without realizing what we're doing. We're not conscious or aware of what we're giving our energy and our power over to. So I'm going to give, I'm going to actually give you an example. Um, in 2018, I started my very first podcast. It was, it was called Creating from the Inside Out, which um, I have a podcast now called that, which is completely has a different focus. Um, Uh, which it's a relaunch of it. But in 2018, I started my very first podcast. And in it, I talked about um, an experience that I had that was so key. So in 2013, yeah, 2013, my mom died. And um, she'd gotten sick in 2012 and she died a year later. And it was one doozy of a year. It was really challenging. Um, And after she passed away, I went through, you know, it's really hard losing a parent. My dad had already passed away. So this, you know, so now I had neither parent and in a way I kind of felt like an orphan, even though I was an adult. Um, It just, you know, uh, felt really not good in the world. And, um, and I had a lot of, you know, mourning and, and, and all of that. And I did a lot of, I did a lot of things to kind of really support myself in mourning the transition of my mom. Um, But one of the things that happened is that I had gotten kind of on this mm, kind of habit trail, if you will, of it was like I would watch these TV shows at night um, that were kind of like apocalyptic and kind of dark. Um, and part of the reason I did it initially when she died is it really helped me process, you know, the pain and the grief that I was feeling from just the year that she had been sick. And then after she transitioned, you know, not, not having her, you know, physically in my life anymore. Um, And so I started watching these shows. And then I had just kind of kind of gotten on this bandwagon of watching these shows. Um, You know, it's kind of what I did in the evening to kind of blow off steam or to just, you know, wind down or whatever from 
work that I was doing. Um, and in, let's see what it was, in the period before I started that podcast, um, I started to really become aware and decided I needed to make some big changes in my life. Um, I kind of had like another big wake up call about what I was doing. And um, I ended up really thinking about and becoming aware of what was I choosing to spend my time doing? And um, at the time, I didn't really think I was choosing. I just kind of felt like I was just spending time doing what I was doing. And then I just didn't have any time. I had kids, I felt like I was really, you know, busy. Um, I was constantly going from thing to thing to thing. But I started to realize that I was making choices. I just wasn't aware that I was making choices. And I was making choices to spend my time doing various things like watching these TV shows at night or um, also doing other things like, you know, I don't know, reading certain books or, or whatever. And I started to realize and really look at was I doing things that benefited me? Um, was I doing things that served me? Because what I started to become aware of was how not good I felt after watching those TV shows. Now, in the beginning, I wasn't even aware of it. It was like, I so did it. And then I'd be like, well, that's fun. And I would, you know, kind of enjoy it and whatever. But then I started to realize that even though it's almost like I was enjoying it in the moment, I never felt good afterwards. I never felt like it did anything for me kind of like long term. And I started to become aware of how I was spending my time. And this was really um, eye opening for me, because I hadn't realized that I'd been doing that. I hadn't realized that I was, you know, doing something that wasn't serving me until I did realize it. I suddenly started becoming aware by questioning what I was doing and becoming aware, wait a minute, I'm spending all this time doing this stuff and I could be doing something else with that time. Um, and, you know, it may seem obvious. It really may be like, well, yeah, okay, but that's not my situation, Michelle. But my question to you, because I worked with a lot of clients, um, I had created an online course called Feel Better Now that was a really good success. Um, a lot of people just, it really changed their lives in terms of how they were understanding how to utilize their time and and, and all of that. Um, and what I started to see was a lot of people are doing a lot of things without realizing what they're choosing to do, that it is a choice. And so what I 
started to do was to really see that I had a lot more choice once I started to become aware. I had a lot more choice, a lot more choices than what I originally had. Um, I didn't realize how I was disempowering myself by not being aware of the fact that I was spending time doing something that just was kind of like what I did by default. It kind of seemed like a, you know, survival tactic, like, you know, finish working or whatever I was doing. And then this was like my downtime. It was what I needed to do. Um, But it started to become obvious to me that I didn't need to do it. And A lot of other things also started to become, you know, kind of obvious to me that they weren't serving me. Um, There are a lot of other things that I started to kind of recognize that I had been doing because it seemed like I should do it or um, I was expected to do it or I had to do it. And then I started to realize that wasn't true that really it was me just out of kind of a lack of awareness that was choosing to do it. Now, I live a very different kind of, um, not just a different lifestyle, but I live in different ways now than I did, you know, back in 2018. um, And, and, prior to that, because I think, yeah, with the TV shows, that was maybe more 2017. And then I think I talked about it in my podcast in 2018, somewhere around there. But anyway, um, I've learned a lot about how to become aware of what I am giving my attention and focus to, because that is my power. My power really is my attention and focus. And as I have kind of started to do this more and more and more, I started to make some serious changes in my life, changes in my life that meant it was almost like a pairing away of um, things that didn't feel good and weren't serving me. And then a a replacement um, of the gaps where, you know, that time had been spent um, with things that did serve me. And this is something that no matter who I've talked to, um, so many people, so many people do this and could benefit from this. And so this is one of the big things that I wanted to share with you about your horse is, are you looking at how you are spending your time? And are you becoming aware of what your time with your horse does for you? And that it's valuable and therefore 
you really want to prioritize it, not just fitting it in your schedule, but also prioritize the quality of your attention when you're there. The quality of your attention when you're there. Now, I had um, I had a wonderful opportunity when I was, um, I guess I was around 29 or 30 when I got back uh, into writing after a number of years off. And I uh, decided I was living in California at the time and in the San Francisco Bay Area. I was working a lot, um, but I, I ended up deciding to... Um, take a writing lesson at a uh, farm in Silicon Valley, like a reputable farm. And um, I started going there and it took me, you know, an hour to two hours each way to get there. So I had a bit of a long drive. Um, But it was so interesting to start riding again after having been away from it and to realize just the simple things of just being around the barn, just being kind of around the horse manure and the tack and the smells and just, you know, the vibe, if you will, of the barn. I remember those first days of going there and um, I leased a horse. So, you know, after I took a few lessons and and started riding again, um, I leased a horse and was able to, you know, go down, you know, numerous days. And um, I started to really enjoy and experience what it was like just to be there just to be there because I had been away from it for a while and I started to remember just how much being there was just not even doing anything but just the presence of being there around the horses affected me affected me in amazing ways And this is, I think, so true for us horse girls. Um, With horses, especially if we have a heart and soul connection, you know, where it's just like this just intense draw. It's like that desire to be around horses and and have a horse lifestyle or... um, you know, our horse girl life, it, it causes us to make certain choices. And those choices allow us to be in this place almost like where, like for me, what, what going back to, to riding at that age, um, help me see how much time could just kind of like stop um that I could just kind of like let everything kind of stop and just be present at the barn 
Now, this is something that I very much learned, you know, when I was little and 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 then I I had the opportunity to, you know, to kind of go back and and be in that same place. But for many people, you know, when you are an adult and you've gone back to riding or you've been riding all along, um, you know, it may kind of feel like you've been just kind of like getting in this ritual of just kind of like going through the motions. It's like going through the motions of just doing this, you know, yeah, you've got your, your, you're going to ride or you're going to have a lesson or whatever. And you just kind of go, you know, you just kind of do this thing and you go and, and then you come back. And what I encourage you to do is to start thinking about how you can be more present in that time. How you can be more present in that time. And one of the big ways that I find of doing this um, is, is really about letting go of needing your time at the barn or with your horse to give you something that you think you need or want to achieve. So like, if you're kind of like, oh, I've got to go and I've got to, you know, have this really great ride so that I can go to this show. Or um, even if you're not showing and you're just like, well, I need to like get, I want to be able to get, you know, stronger or I want my horse to be able to do this, that or the other. Um, It's like you're living for some destination And when you do that, you are not being present to where you are because you're trying to get to a destination. And so you're not being present in the situation that you're in right now. Being present means letting go of control of the outcome, needing it to be a certain way. When you need it to be a certain way, or you feel like it has to be a certain way, you actually are giving up the power that is yours, the power of your own energy and your energy flow. And there are a lot of reasons for this. Um, A lot, you know, we've been taught to do this, um, for work, for school, for life, for everything. But what I found over and over and over again is that that never actually kind of gives me the results that I want. That if I, if I look at where are the times in my life or what are the times in my life when I felt the most kind of kind of like it feels like it was the best it feels like it was the most centered or what I really wanted it's always always been when I have been able to just become present 
and let myself experience things without a need to get to a certain destination or objective. And when I do that, it's like I'm in flow with myself. And when I'm in flow with myself, it's like all these wonderful and magical things can happen like unexpected things. A good way to think about this is travel. Have you ever gone on a trip? um, And yeah, maybe you've gone on a trip and you've planned every inch of it. And that's not going to be the example that I'm going to talk about. But have you ever just like gone on a trip and you kind of know that there's just a lot of things that are going to be out of your control. So you just kind of like give up control and you just kind of say, I'm just going with it because I know I could hit traffic, I could hit weather, I could do this, I could do that. Have you ever noticed that when you do that, you kind of find that you can have the most amazing experiences? Have you ever noticed that suddenly you just feel really good or you meet someone at a gas station and you just have a really good connection with them or on the plane, you just have this wonderful conversation or on the ferry or, you know, whatever it is you're doing. The reason that is happening is because you are in a state with your own energy of letting yourself be in the moment without needing to get to or control how you get to a certain destination. And a lot of times the reason this happens is because with travel, many of us have learned that we kind of can't control certain things about travel. And so we may have had that kind of that kind of experience where everything just kind of seems to kind of magically happen and we just have these like magical experiences. Well, they're not actually magical. I mean, they are magical experiences in that you have this amazing outcome, but it's not magic in that you can't have it happen more in your life through your own intention. Okay. Because I know about this because this is what I've been practicing doing for a long time, kind of almost studying how does this work? And this is really about understanding energy and our energy flow and our power and what we're doing and how to work with it. And I've spent a lot of time with myself trying to understand this and seeing when do things work in my life and when do things not and what creates certain outcomes and what doesn't. And I guess I'm just geeky that way. But the reality is that those kinds of experiences, like when you're traveling, and you then you have those, what seems like these amazing um, experiences, like you might have what feels like a serendipitous experience, like, oh, I experienced such serendipity or, or this like amazing thing. The thing is, you can have that. You can have it more and you can have it frequently. And you can actually start creating that through your own intention in your life. 
And that's a lot of what I'm talking about in this podcast, how to do this, how to understand how to empower yourself in this way and how to understand how to work with your own energy and your own flow. Um, But getting back to how do you do this with your time with your horse when you have a lot of other stuff going on um, and you kind of feel like, you know, maybe you're stressed out about it. I encourage you to just kind of like let what I've talked about so far in this episode just sink in and maybe go back and listen to it again. Because a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, it's not as much about the concept of it. It's about the practice of it. It's about the actual practice. Because there's a lot of things that we kind of get the idea of, but then we don't do them. And the way to start practicing doing some of these things is often to just kind of like let them kind of sit and then start to kind of see how it's almost like they kind of take hold in your consciousness. Because ultimately what I have found is that our deeper true selves want to live in this way, want to live in this more flowing way. It is actually what we're designed to do and how we're designed to be and what we actually are all kind of without our awareness a lot of times what we are wanting to do at our deepest levels but we've been taught all these other ways of living and all these other rules and all these other things that kind of like distract us and get us confused but when we really start to listen to ourselves or understand that we can listen to ourselves and we start practicing it this is what our deeper self wants wants us to be more in flow with ourselves and with our own energy. And you know who else wants us to do it? Our horse, our horses. They absolutely want us to do that because that is where, that is where they want to connect with us, right? That's where they are really like, excited. I can't tell you, I can't tell you how many times with my horses, um, my current horses, because I've really been observing this, but over the years, um, all the horses I've had, I've realized that I used to do this without knowing I was doing it. And I just didn't understand it. But now I really understand it. And I know how to do it deliberately. And what that is, is when I learn to be present, my horses get really, really excited and happy. I've had horses, they will come out from 
you know, the opposite side of the pasture and they just come right over to me because it's almost like they're like, you're here, you're here, you're here, you're here, you're with us, you're here. It's like they're so excited that we are in the place. It's like you're in a different energetic frequency field, which is the one where they are and where they live and they get really excited when they find that we're here they get really excited um i had this happen today i went um i actually have a video on it that i'm going to post on uh youtube at some point once i edit it but i um went down just you know for a walk and i really was just you know connecting with myself and my horses just immediately came over and not only did they come over um, and just really get excited about being with me they started licking and chewing and yawning like over and over and over again and if you know anything about what's going on with with them when they're doing that that is like a sign of them you know kind of um relaxing and and just kind of like um being in themselves if you will and there's a lot of scientific words that other people that are talking all about this can describe that as i don't need to get into all that detail it's it's the natural state that a horse wants to be in and they start to give you you start to see these signs um actually a really great way to see this if you're not familiar with it is if you have body work done like um chiropractic or um or acupressure or whatever done on your horse uh and your horse responds you'll start to notice they'll have some kind of a release they'll start licking and chewing or they might yawn that is an energetic release and when you you know when you are in this state of of being and you are practicing this you don't even have to touch them you don't even have to be in the pasture with them. Just being there in that, they will come to you and they will react and they will respond. So what does that mean for your riding? What does it mean if you can start to learn how to do this more and more? What does it mean for your, um, just your, your groundwork with them and your your connection with them and all the things that you do with them imagine just how radically different it is when you are partnering with your horse in this way and creating a kind of connection with them in this way where they are so excited to be with you Imagine how that can change all aspects of your interactions with them. The outcome of your riding, the outcome of your groundwork, the outcome of just your daily, you know, just being around them. It changes everything. It changes everything. It, it changes everything from being like where you're unaware 
to being in partnership with them and you're alongside them. You are alongside them and you are, you know, understanding and allowing their power, which I'll talk a lot more about other episodes because there are a lot of things that, you know, we can do or we may have done or we've been told to do um, that we're unaware of that um, are, are not promoting your horse to have that kind of empowerment on their own and your horse may or may not kind of go along with it. But when you, the, the starting place is for you to get into this state of being for yourself. And this isn't like this whole positive mindset thing. I mean, having a positive mindset is, a, you know, it can be a good thing. Um, but a lot of times I, I could go off on that topic um, because you might be like, well, I'm having a positive mindset about getting to this goal, getting to this thing, getting to this thing. And then what happens when you have a problem or you know your horse is not up for it that day and then you're like but I was having a positive mindset and I didn't get to that that's because you're trying to get to this destination to get something that you think you need and the reality is the thing that you actually want you can experience without that and you can experience it through being present in the ways that I'm talking about. Now I'm going to be talking a lot more about all of this in the podcast, um, much more about it. I feel like this is just barely scratching the surface, but I wanted to just share some of these ideas for you to just start mulling over. And maybe you're familiar with a lot of these ideas. Maybe you understand a lot about this, but are you practicing it? And are you practicing it intentionally? And, you know, as frequently as you can, because it's one thing to understand something and it's another thing to practice it. And so this is something that I'm constantly always doing trying to become more aware, trying to practice this. And I find that the more I practice it, the more I set my expectation to be practicing it, the easier it is to start doing it more by default. So that's what I wanted to talk about in today's episode. And I will end on that note. Until the next time. I'm so glad you tuned into today's episode of the Riding from the Inside Out Empowering Our Horse Girl Selves podcast. If you're enjoying this show, hit the subscribe button and share this episode with others. To connect with me, visit me on my YouTube channel at Riding from the Inside Out, where I share videos of how I practice empowering my horse girl self by embracing my daily horse girl life, the ups, the downs, all of it. You can also connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Riding from the Inside Out. 
to learn more about me and my other offerings, visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O.com.